I'm Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. Now you're plugged in with Jay. Yo, what's good? It's your homeboy T-Pain. Right now, at this very exact moment, you plugged in with Jay. You plugged in with Jay right now. This is Jay O'Neill. Turn up, turn up, turn up. My boy Jay Perry. You're listening to my boy Jay the Plug. My boy Jay the Plug. You're listening to my boy Jay the Plug. You're listening to my boy Jay the Plug. You're listening to my boy Jay the Plug. Jay the Plug. You got as many money from anyone. You're listening to my boy Jay the Plug. Get plugged up, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Plugged In With Jay. I am here with a very special guest, Mr. Ian Rappaport. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you so much. No problem. Awesome. I hear you. St- I don't know if you can hear me stuttering, though, man. This is a big deal for me. I've always been a big fan of yours, so I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you. I'm, uh, I know we've talked about this for a while, but I'm, I'm very glad to finally do it. I got ribs on the smoker um so we got some time to kill so um let's go <laughs> i see that man those ribs look incredible did you use the rub uh, i did i used uh i used mabel's rub uh from this awesome barbecue place in cleveland believe it or not um so we did one with the mabel's rub and then we used the traeger pork and poultry rub for the other two and we're going to see which one we like better uh which i think is going to be very interesting man i'm gonna have to order some of those mabel's rub man because it it, it sounds good. I'm a, I'm a big rub guy. I like rub. My dad, whenever I was coming up, he always used sauce. Like he made his own sauce and it was great and all, but I, I like, I like dry rub. I don't know. Just my, my pre- <laughs> preference. Um, so speaking of which, uh, that kind of leads us into a good question. What kind of downtime do you get? Do you get a lot of downtime? Like, or do you have the bat phone on you all the time to where it's like, you got to jump to it? Yeah. I mean, I get the phone on me all the time. Like that's one thing I've learned is even when it seems slow, you sort of never, you know, you never quite know. I mean, I, you know, last year I remember there was a couple like nice sunny swim days where Patrick Mahomes got his big 10 year contract. And then another one, Jamal Adams got traded. So, um, you know, you never, you never quite know when things are going to kind of pick up. So you always got to be ready, but you know, I would say this time of year, it's really good for, you know, what I like to do is I like to play golf. Like everyone has their sort of thing that they do when, um, when they get some time off, they get some downtime. For me, it's a hang with the family when I play golf. And, um, you know, we got some TV still to do this time of year. We got about three weeks to go before everyone kind of goes away for the summer. But uh, this is as close to downtime as I can get. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uptime. There's a lot of intense time, a lot of recording. Um, so you got to relish this little lull uh, when you have it. Yeah, absolutely. Good for you, man. I'm glad you're getting a little bit of time off. Um, now I know with everything going on lately, a lot of stuff with Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, quit, what, what are you thinking about the whole Julio Jones debacle? You th- it's sounding like Tennessee is making a good run for him. Yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee's interested. I think the Rams are interested. Um, there's, you know, the 49ers have had conversations. Seattle. I mean, there's a lot of teams that have had conversations. A lot of teams. Because what happens is, you know, these sort of rumors start and. When a guy, you know, you hear about, even if you hear about the media, you hear about a guy being on the trade block, every team basically goes, oh, really? Like, maybe we could get him. And then you try to see if you get him for cheap. And then you try to see, you know, well, maybe this is a guy we could kind of get for this asset in our team that we also kind of want to trade. And basically everybody makes a call. So what happens is these rumors start, everyone gets geared up. 
And then there's all sorts of stuff. And then you sort of figure out like, what actually is the price? What's actually the value? And I think with Julio, it's really difficult because he's Julio Jones. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best receivers to ever do it. Um, but he's older and he's got a huge fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. That um, makes it difficult. So, you know, I think they'll be able to do it. Um, we'll see what the price actually ends up being. Right. I know you're on uh, with Pat McAfee quite a bit. I've been in touch with his guy, Phil Hubble, trying to get him on here, but uh, he he's a big proponent of, and I completely agree with him. As soon as they give that, like they somebody gets Julio, all the other teams going to be like, I'd have been willing to give that. I'd have been willing to give that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I think that, you know, a lot of times um, that happens with big trades. I remember when the Patriots traded for Randy Moss and everybody lost their mind because he was only a fourth rounder. People know the price. Um, I think – you know, if you want to give up a first round of a Julio Jones, you probably could get him. Um, I just don't know that anyone's willing to do do that now. But it's also, you know, there's no deadline right now. So a lot of times trades happen, values, value gets created when there's a deadline when someone has to make a move. Um, I, I don't know that we're there yet. Um, so I don't think the Falcons have seen the best the teams have to offer just yet. Right, right. And th this is a question I've always had, I've, and I've, I kind of have an idea, like an inkling, but it, would it, does it have anything to do with what Julio wants as well, as far as where he goes? Like, can he, like, if they decide to trade him somewhere, can he say, hell no, I'm not doing that? I mean, he could, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know that it's like that. Like, I don't know that he's going to get to pick his spot. Because, for instance, what if he says, oh, yeah, cool, cool, I'll go to the Saints. You know, probably would not do that. I'll go to the Panthers, probably <laughs> would not do that. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's a franchise icon. He's the face of the franchise along with Matt Ryan for years. Right. Um, you know, would they, would they trade him someplace terrible? I, you know, I don't know that they would. But to me, if someone's trading for Julio Jones, it's going to be a contender who's in it a lot. So mm -hmm. I don't know that anywhere he goes would end up being a bad, bad spot because, you know, whoever's going to make the deal for him would be someone who – thinks I got a shot at the end and probably does. Right. Absolutely. Um, another, another all-star, another like MVP player, another guy who's going to be in the hall of fame, no questions asked Aaron Rodgers. How is that looking out to you? Like, what do you think? Do you think he's going to end up staying in green Bay? I, I think that's to be determined. It's certainly possible. Um, you know, he's given some public comments and he's talked about the love he has for green Bay, his teammates, his coach did not, I mentioned Brian Gutekunst, which, you know, it is what it is, but talked about a lot of things he loves in Green Bay, did not say he requested a trade, did not say he's out of there like Julio did. Uh, he was much more measured and I think left it much more open. You know, Green Bay can handle this contractually if they want. Um, they certainly could make sure that, um, you know, they take care of Rodgers and kind of give him an opportunity to finish out his career there with guaranteed money in a way that makes him feel like, He's the starter no matter what. I think that's what he wants. Plenty of time to get it done. I mean, I know there's some, been some stuff written, um, but it does seem to be like at least some dialogue there. Sure. Um, and hopefully cool heads can kind of prevail and make this happen. Right, right, right. Now, another question I have. Do you have, so do you have two phones? Like, do you have one for one for family and all that stuff? Like the one that I'm, I've been texting you on, or is that the same phone that you use to get all this news? Yeah, I mean, I only have one phone. I've, I've oh, never understood God. the thought of having two phones. You know, I especially agree. now with AirPods, like I can, I can talk on the phone. I can text at the exact same time. I text on my computer so I can talk on the phone 
and texting my computer at the same time, especially when it comes to work, that's helpful. Yeah. To me, two phones seems just kind of weird, honestly. Plus, you only have two pockets. Like, how many pockets are you going to have? Unless you're wearing cargo pants. And then it's like you put the phone in the, the cargo pants on the left side above the knee or something. Like, you can't get to that that quickly. What if it's a trade? So, um, you know, there's to me, one phone is plenty. One phone does the job. And, you know, I don't see myself straying from that. Very well thought out. <laughs> Very well thought out. That's why you are the man. <laughs> what, and so how does it feel to be the guy getting the information before everybody in the NFL? You know, I, I don't know that it, it's like that. And I don't know that I think about it like that. I mean, there's, you know, the problem with what I do is there's so much competition for everything from all sides, from, you know, other insiders, from mm -hmm. other reporters, from the team announcing it themselves to random people on Twitter. I mean, that's the problem is like, you never feel like you're at a place where like, all right, I'm, I feel good about this kind of news. Cause even when you have it, even when you know, you're going to get it, right. Um, you still could, something could happen. Your, your source who promised to give it to you could get another phone call or get tied up or end up talking to a player's parents. And there goes your scoop, you know? Like, so mm -hmm. it's, it's very tenuous. Um, you know, I would say that you never quite feel comfortable which is okay because it's not a very comfortable job. I'm really fine with that part. Right. Yeah. It's, you might not see it that way, but everybody I talk to, everybody I know sees it that way. You are the guy. So it's, it's very, well, that's, that's awesome. So with going into that question again, like extending that a little bit, what were the steps that you had to take to get where you're at? Right. Now? I know you were a journalist still a journalist did did you did you go into like go to go to school for this exactly to be in sports journalism no uh, I went to school thinking I was going to be a lawyer I was a newspaper writer for eight years or so you know I covered Mississippi State I covered Alabama for the Birmingham News I covered the Patriots for the Boston Herald I was very very happy being a newspaper reporter and you know hoped I would end up as a columnist one day I think that would have been you know awesome someone who's a columnist to maybe write books I mean that was that was what I wanted to do. I never thought about TV. I never thought about this job uh, until NFL Network basically came to me in 2012 and hired me and moved me to Dallas to be our bureau, you know, Dallas bureau reporter with the thought of, you know, eventually you're probably going to be our insider. So um, it was, you know, and it's a weird job. Like, I don't know how you train for this job. I just know when I got it, it was like, okay, great. Congratulations to me. How in the world do I do this job? So it was basically the next four years hmm. trying to meet everyone and get my sources straight and figure out, like, how do you even do this job? Um, so it was a lot. It was challenging. Hmm. Um, but you look back on it and all that, I think, was worth it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, that's pretty. So, so you were going to be a lawyer, you said. That... That's what I thought. Yeah, I went to college thinking that. And then I started writing school paper, um, you know, my sophomore year. And I was kind of like, I like this. I like seeing my face in the paper. You know, I like writing stories. I get to know people. Like I can do this. And yeah. I kind of, my career kind of tilted in that direction a little bit. That's great, man. That's great. So how long have you been with NFL network? You say since 2012. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome, man. So does anybody ever get you mixed up with Adam Schefter? Uh, they do sometimes <laughs> I'll be out and you know, people will say like, Oh, I love watching you on ESPN or um, Hey Schefter. But like, you know, one of the weird things with, with us and me and him, it's sort of the same. Like, well, obviously we're on TV a lot and we're both sort of ubiquitous. And um, we're also a lot of times on TV, but in the background, sure. go to a bar, you put on NFL Network or ESPN, like our face will pop up. And I'm sure people mix us up because 
you know, we're two people doing the same job for rival networks. And yeah, I mean, so and I don't, you know, we're also like, you know, we're not like real celebrities. We're like, you know, fake celebrities. So it's not like you see like Brad Pitt, like you knew that guy is. So for us, it's kind of like, where do I know him from? I know him from somewhere. It's more like that. I know y'all, y'all, it's like you do yours for the NFL network and he's for ESPN. That's why I was curious, but I like, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of, of NFL network just because you guys have been very gracious. Y'all, y'all respond and talk to me. Like I, I talked to Adam rank and, and all the guys with, with fantasy over there. Oh, it's good uh, to hear. Yeah. Great guys. Great, great guys. I've reached out to some of the guys at ESPN. Maybe they're just busy or something. I don't know, but I've always been a big fan of NFL network. So Speaking like of the, which, yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I love watching you guys. So, speaking of which, with fantasy football, have you ever played fantasy football? Are you a fantasy fan? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I sort of, when I got into this again about eight years ago, fantasy football wasn't just starting, but it was just starting to really, really pick up kind of mainstream. Right. And a lot of the times I'd find I'd report stuff, so and so sprained his ankle, his knee, whatever it is. And if it was on an offensive line, but even a really good one, people would be like, okay. But if it was on a guy who was on your fantasy team, now we're talking. I've got some real interest. So instead of being like, ah, oh, this is dumb, I decided to buy in heavily. Um, I like fantasy football. I'm in a league. Uh, I dominated this year and won, um, which was certainly an excellent right, moment. Um, so uh, and I talked a lot of trash and then won, which is great. Um, so I really like it. I'm sort of all in on it. You know, I'll be interested to see. What happens now, now that gambling is more mainstream, what happens to fantasy football? But uh, I just know I really like it. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that you're in the league, too. I can't I, I, I can't imagine that being too fair, man. <laughs> you get all the information before everybody, and you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, every once, in a while I'll get a little, every once in a while I'll get a little bit stuff before other people. But I think for the most part, it's a pretty low-level playing field, I think. Yeah, I'd be watching, man. I'd be like, man, Rap just picked somebody up. He must know something. Great. It's been a couple of times. It's been a couple of times like that. I would say I can't. I can't tell a lie. <laughs> uh, whenever you get the information, like whenever somebody texts you or gives you the call, <clears throat> excuse me, is there ever a time where they're saying, "We want you to be the one to break this news. Hold on to it until we give you the go ahead," or is it just basically as soon as you get it, do you drop it? Uh, no, there's. A, I would say there's almost always a process. You know, unless it's like bang bang, like hey, you know, this player signed here for this much money, like. Right. You know, you sort of go with that, but um, if it's a more complicated thing, um, yeah, then I would say a lot of times, hey, hey, this is real sensitive. Like, you're my guy. I want to make sure you have it, but you got to wait. And sometimes you break it, and sometimes you don't. You yeah. know, um, and and you know that that sort of it's always, you know, it never quite goes how you think it it's going to go, especially when it comes to news breaking. You know, you know you're going to get something, and, and again, like someone gets tied up, or you yeah. know they want to wait till it's signed, but someone else reports it when it's agreed to, like, you know, that's why like, you know, you spend, I could spend my whole life being pissed off about stories. I didn't break instead of just doing the best you can break as much stuff as you can. When you don't, you sort of move on to the next, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What I, what I do a lot with, um, with, with my like Instagram, you're very involved in Instagram and Twitter and your, and your social media, which keep that up, man. Every, every time I look at it, I see you posting something, it's awesome. It's always very helpful with fantasy football and otherwise, yeah, man, you're doing a hell of a job. Um, I know that goes without saying, but what I've always tried to do is 
I get these notifications and I know some people with certain teams and stuff. I've been real blessed to meet some guys and become friends with some people. So then they'll like the Tebow thing or whatever. As soon as I hear something, I grab, <laughs> I grab my reel and I put it on there real quick. And people are like, how the hell are you getting this info so fast? <laughs> I'm just like, I just got lucky. And then like, literally like two seconds later, it's a I fun see- game. And it's a fun game when you win. You know, <laughs> It really is, man. It's a blast. But I see you wearing the Kentucky Derby shirt. Did you go this year? This year I did not. No? Have you gone? Because it was – Kentucky Derby was on the final day of the draft. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. true. So usually it's the week after the draft, which is great. This year, because of the way the schedules were, it was the final day of the draft. Can't miss that, obviously. So, you know, right. out of luck for the Kentucky Derby. Um, I'll be there next year, God willing, um, which is going to be great. Uh, cannot wait. Uh, we got a good crew, and um, it is, you know, certainly it is a fun, very, very fun event to go to. Oh, Amazing yeah. event. That's that's on the bucket list. I've talked to my wife. She's from Greece, and she's uh, she comes from – her family's wealthy, and she'll probably kill me for saying this, but <laughs> I think that she would fit in very well at the Kentucky Derby. Ah. She'd be the hat There's a lot of that there, yes. She'd be all in. I think she'd have There's a lot of that. <laughs> But I mentioned this because with the league, I started up a league with a good friend of mine, Justin, um, called the Pace League. It's a charity. It's a celebrity charity league. It's got like T-Pain, Darren Waller, um, Michael, Michael F. Florio, Marcus Grant, some guys that you work with. Um, nice. Yeah, but a bunch of guys. And, and we've got a lot of really cool foundations and stuff that we do. But the Kentucky Derby is how I plan to decide the draft order. We ah yeah we drew numbers and we matched them up with each horse. Ooh, what'd you do? What's that? Well, you know the winner got disqualified. So what'd you guys do? Well, this is what this is. We did the we always do the the final like it's a fourteen team league. So it's from because there's twenty horses. So from six on, not the top horses because if you draw that ah. horse, it's obviously I mean you you've got a huge leg up so to speak. So we do that. We draw the numbers of each horse where they place on like the rankings and then we, we put it to the names and then there's your horse. Right. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do that. Like I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with, with figuring out fun ways to do fantasy football draft, I like it. draft orders and stuff, but it was a blast, man. Um, so my man, that is all I've got for you, Mr. Ian Rappaport. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was fun. It's great to finally, great to finally catch up. Uh, congratulations on everything you've done, all your success, and I'll be, uh, I'll be watching for your breaking news. Can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate. it. I'll make sure to tag you. That, that maybe, I'll, maybe there I'll see you, you for you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> all man. right, my man. I appreciate it. My pleasure.